1: When I meet other women that feel like soul sisters to me, they're in alignment with me. And it's hard to find those connections. But this lady just knocked it out of the park. And the first time I talked to her, I felt like I had known her forever because she's so real and so authentic. And today's guest is Danielle Federico owner and director of the Modern Spiritualist. Don't you just love that name? Because I feel like I'm a modern spiritualist. Danielle owns and is the founder of the Modern Spiritualist and the Modern Spiritual Wellness Integrated Higher Learning Consciousness and Wellness Center in North Reading, Massachusetts. She's the mother of two children. She's a writer, a visionary, a channel, a spiritual activist. A meditation specialist, a leader, and a motivational spiritual coach focused on teaching self-empowerment, soulful living, and expansive awareness through mindful healing, soul activation, proactive leadership techniques, trauma recovery, meditation, and intuitive direction. That is one very talented woman. She's a trauma survivor and an advocate for those who have experienced sexual abuse and addiction. She's devoted 20 years of studying trauma to see how it affects the body, mind and spirit. She teaches these threads, she teaches about the threads of one's own soul blueprint through reconnecting to the divine within oh and i just love that danielle coaches she mentors and she teaches throughout the usa and internationally she's devoted to unlocking and understanding reasons why some of us suffer and carry certain imprints on our physical bodies mind and spirit danielle this is sheer joy to connect with you today
2: Mal, thank you so very much for having me and just listening to you read the biography about my own journey. Oh, it, it brings me to tears just hearing someone else speak about it. Uh, as women, we don't have that opportunity often to really have our own journeys mirrored back to us in that way. So you you just read that eloquently and I have such gratitude for being here. Thank you. Thank you. I do want to take a quick moment before launching into talking about me with a quick congratulations to you today. You've had an exciting week, and I do have them reaching over here. Is it? I do have my copy, if you can see, of your book, and I'm thrilled and in diving into this. So we will be having you at the center, and we'll talk about that in another podcast <laughs> about how we're going to be doing our work together. So congratulations. Thank you. And so yes, there's a, there's a lot there, as you can see. There's a, The biography is, it's an intensive biography. There's a lot of information. I'd like to begin just talking a little bit about, about my journey, my own past. And I always feel my voice gets a little shaky every time I go there, it's a, it's a normal thing. I've been a researcher for many, many years about the effects of trauma on the body, the mind, the psyche, the spirit. And my own research always launches me that much deeper into of course my own healing. And it is, it is a journey, it is a forever journey. So most women that I coach with, that I speak with that are also trauma survivors, this is, it's a lifelong, lifelong influence. And we hopefully are lifelong influencers for others who are also have been through these, these um, more more severe experiences. So I am a sexual abuse survivor and in recovery forever. And for many years, I had a lot of shame around sharing my story. It was scary for me. A lot of others, you know, it it was a heavy thing to be sharing. So many didn't seem to want to be open-minded to it. So that shut me down for many years. And it's only been in the last, I'd say, four or five years where I really opened up that door to say, no more, no more shame, no guilt, none of these feelings and emotions that really come with trauma and what it is to have suffered through the hands of somebody else so the work that i do now is devoted to teaching others about the imprints of other people's choices and decisions and how they directly alter ourselves our internal cellular structure and this is the work that i'm doing i am in process of writing a, uh, a manual right now it's called the Allora method and the Alora method is this beautiful tool it's a modality similar to reiki anyone who's practiced reiki before and there are three symbols in this healing modality i'm launching this in july so i've been hard at work for the last year developing symbols and developing content for this healing modality and it's all in regards to healing ourselves, self-empowered healing on a cellular level, how we speak to ourselves, how others speak to us, fully imprints us to the core. And we can reprogram our consciousness, reprogram how we act and interact with everyone, especially ourselves, so that we can really come into this space of unconditional love and what that feels like, And without that having be too contrite, but really experiencing the depth of love, self-love and nurturing, regardless of our background. So I teach through understanding how our lineage, how our ancestry plays a huge role in who we are today. And as a spiritual teacher, I've been teaching in the area for for over a decade. I've taught in many, many different studios and in places. And every time I'm there, my heart, and you said it the best, breaks open. It breaks open to see all of that love, but hidden beneath that love is such suffering. And this is such a common thread. It's that common thread that many of us, especially I think as women, we share this thread. And that is honor. We honor it. We don't have to call it a name or put a label to it. We can just see it. And through the threads of our own devotions back to self, we clear our pathways. And these are the tools. This is what I'm working with. And trying Mm -hmm. to really work within these systems of breaking down programs. I try not to call our courses or the work that I'm doing by that name. Mm -hmm. We're very specific with that because we're eliminating programs. And this is where the direction and the flow is all coming together now. And the teachings just... Consistently, consistently open. Oh,
1: that's magnificent. Women, sadly, when they are abused, subjected to terrible trauma by the hands of others, we absorb that, we take it in ourselves, We diminish ourselves. We start to feel shame and guilt. And I try to explain somebody else's unconscious behavior has nothing to do with you. It's a void in that other human being. Mm -hmm. And and if you can just get that initial understanding that it had nothing to do with your self-worth or who you are or who you're not or anything else it's really unconsciousness and another human being who's also in pain and suffering Absolutely. people that are unconscious are suffering Absolutely. in
2: some way in many ways in many ways and, and it is handed down it, through our consciousness streams it's it's passed along quite easily And this is what my focus point, with all of the years of research that I've been doing, is really understanding how just through a thought, a handshake, an impression, we can really trigger that memory, that cellular memory in one another. So imagine the world we live in and we're all walking with our stories. We all have some part of us. So now when we can really learn to appreciate the story but not let it define who we are, We maneuver and move away from these more intense spaces that we think actually define our self at our truest core. So the work that I do is about discovering your truest, most authentic self. And that's not easy work. It's not easy work to really dig deep into that inner well and understand, wow, a lot of these imprints are limiting beliefs. These are beliefs that someone else had about myself that left a mark on my system. And I actually can choose to kick it out? Absolutely you can. And that's a wonderful thing. We can absolutely give ourselves permission. I'm big as a woman on giving permissions to people and saying permission. You have permission to go there. You have permission to say no. You have permission to let go. And these are really big things because I think as women, we we forget that. And we need these, these constant reminders from another loving voice that can be that teacher. So would you call
1: permission like one of the first steps in getting into reconnecting with that authentic self that unwounded self that you're talking about is that like one of the the first steps that you teach or is that an outcome
2: that is more of let's say the middle road the middle road it's something that we're working towards or all of these permissions the first step is truly just acknowledgement it's awareness it's awareness of self to say I want to be someone better. I want to be the best version of myself I can be. And that's a big thing. We talk a lot in the in the trainings about versions. And many of us are walking around with these various masks in these, these parts of ourselves that are, they're numerous. We have so many different identities. So it's about eliminating a lot of these external identities and coming to that core, that one for identity, which is you. This is your divine blueprint. It is who you are as a, if we if you believe in soul as I do, I teach from that space, then from soul perspective, yes. And then once we acknowledge that you are this beautiful being, that you are already perfect the way you are, because that's how you came into this world. Right? It's it's these perfect imperfections, and we love our imperfections, and then we understand, ah, now I can give myself permission. Now I know I'm learning about who I am, and I start eliminating these perhaps hidden agendas or or masks and the variety of identities that we hold on to. It's through that elimination process, and that elimination of, of the of the identity starts to create that more authentic identity
1: do you think women create mass out of fear because they don't they don't want to show that they're hurting they're afraid to be vulnerable and say i'm in pain i need help um i've been you know traumatized i've been sexually abused look at all the women that came forward this year well-known famous women that never spoke of the injustice that had been done to them by high profile individuals and finally many 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 years later they're speaking about their trauma so in a case like that these women have been wearing a mask of strength and you know playing a role that like you know i'm fine Everything's cool. I'm good. Nothing has happened to me. And now they're out in the open. How do you get women to dismantle those masks?
2: Mm, wow, that's that's a that's a multifaceted question. Multifaceted. It begins with the desire of being seen to really know, and and these times are grand. We're in unprecedented times here on this earth, on this planet, where we're seeing so much of this Me Too movement. We're seeing the Me Too movement. We're in this time where um, we're seeing women rise. Women really are choosing to rise more in power. And this this could be a whole other podcast for us because the idea of women rising in power, it's wonderful. I support it wholeheartedly but we want to be cautious in that too, because if anything, we don't want to be so overbearing with how we're approaching our these these new paradigms, and that's what we're in, we're in these new paradigms. We're still in the process of, of, as women, of learning how to be seen, how to be acknowledged, and how to rise appropriately without tearing down man, man tearing down the men. The men are vulnerable right now, and they really are also coming to these, these new spaces and places of awareness. And it is a new role that the the women here are awakening to and understanding how we are now also responsible for raising the men, but a new way. So this is a whole other area to look at. When we come to a space of removing the masks, the first part is identifying, identifying with who we are and any traumas that have been present. So if you have A background like myself, I'll use myself as an example, I had 12 years of sexual abuse growing up as a child, and it Mm -hmm. began at the age of of five, and I really wasn't through that till about 16, 17 years old. It was the bulk of my childhood. Once I made a choice, and I was young, I was 19 years old, and I said, wow, I don't want this to define me. I don't want this to ruin my life through the hands of somebody else. I finally made a, a, a very strong choice in that moment to say, I don't know who I am. And it may take me many, many years to undo this, the layers of the, of the damage that had been done. But I knew in that moment I set out on a course. I set out on a path. And the path was windy, and it was oftentimes uncertain. But through that journey... I was able to recognize and start to identify with the masks that didn't serve me. And as women are rising more to their truest identities and and seeing, okay, this is a process. It can take, it took me nearly 20 years to really work through the variety of identities. And, And I had many, we can call these archetypes. In my work, I refer to these as archetypes and understanding which archetypes served me and which were outdated, which were just old. They didn't fill the space. We learn now as women who really are coming into our our identified power, this beautiful power internally to see our worth and we reclaim our worth. And as we reclaim our worth, that is a process of self-healing, self-love, saying no, looking at relationships really understanding the difference now between what is a relationship that's external compared to that internal relationship and then we have something called sacred relationship and this is what I teach a lot at the Center and through the studies is developing a sacred relationship to self Once that begins, once that happens, and we just say, all right, I'm putting the stake in the ground, I'm going for it, and I don't care what people think. I just know I need to be true to me. And we stop really putting these false projections out about who we are, but we just be and we start learning about this. You're gonna make mistakes. I tell women this all the time. You're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna try a hat on and all of a sudden say, you know, it's a little too tight, it doesn't fit, or it doesn't have the feather that I really was looking for. It's not the color I want. That is okay. So it's about trying on the hats, putting on the shoes, and keep tossing them in and out so that you know you're going to find the right one that fits. That's what life is. It's a schoolroom. We're all here walking each other home. We're here learning from each other. You and I connected like I've known you forever that first time we spoke. And these are the gifts of the world is to learn and lean on others, especially women need women, but we need women that are going to lift us up and keep reminding us of our value, our worth, and who we are becoming—it's a process of becoming. Oh, I love that. You talk
1: about how these experiences that we have can imprint our physical bodies, and you mentioned at the cellular level—you know what trauma can do. And I—I um, I saw in my own work when I was going to support groups for my own situation. I saw women that had gotten breast cancer, had high blood pressure, um, had lost hair, their hair had fallen out, had developed skin conditions, all from having this trauma in their body mm-hmm. and not releasing it, I think, burying it, containing it, holding on to it. It is my pain, it, you know, and I think that is what. Created what I saw in front of me was from that all the anger, the resentment, all of that that had imprinted their soul and their body was showing up in these illnesses. Do you feel that's the way it is? You know, um, when you're talking about the cellular modifications that you that you're
2: referencing in your work, 100%, absolutely. When we really break down disease, when we even separate that word. This it's, this e- ease. it's the opposite of ease. Yeah. And many of us through our life experiences, we, we hold on, we hold on so tightly to our memories, or to outcomes, cause and effect. Everything has cause and effect on the system. So when we really do look at the body as a whole, and in Elora method, this is actually the opening to the study and to the modality, is we talk about the body as a whole in an atomic structure. When we speak about cells, the cells come from the atom. Well, where does the atom come from? The atom comes from a higher higher source, a higher consciousness. So imagine there's a wonderful, wonderful man, actually. His name is Dr. Emoto, and he wrote um, Messages of Water. And Dr. Emoto, I've studied for a long time, and he really... It took years of science and spiritual-based principles to apply certain tools to the water. He would yell at the water and watch it shift and change. He would put a label on the water, and the water would you know, molecularly change under the microscope. And his work is just paramount in, I think, a lot of how we are as a human being. We're made up of 60% water. Imagine that. So we go through a life where everywhere we go, we are sensing, we're sensing into a vibration, we're sensing into how people look at us, our, our, you know, perceptions and just our sensory fields are always alive, taking in millions of bits of information per second. So that imprints inside of our body. So if we do a daily practice of speaking to ourselves and that cell is C-E-L-L-S, the cells of really understanding how to mirror back internally who we are, we can heal ourselves. Louise Hay. Louise Hay passed recently. She is just an angel on earth and now an angel above us. And she really, really nailed it in a lot of her work. And... I often go back to her principles and also who she is and was, and she really talks about how you can heal yourself at that core. We apply these cellular areas in in the identities and how we identify clear. Through trauma, we store it. We store it mainly in our gut. Women, we store a lot in our gut. So I tend to see a lot of, of cancer cells, a lot of breast cancer cells. I do see women coming in with, with very uh, intense disease in the body. Mm-hmm. I've had, through the studies and through the research, and there's actually one woman I've been working with for a couple of years now, and she ended up with rheumatoid arthritis. We had started doing a lot of work, deep work, of cellular healing, and she has cured and healed her rheumatoid arthritis. It's completely oh. gone. She was extremely nervous because she had started methyltrexate. Being on methyltrexate is a very, its, it's in my opinion, it's, it's a dangerous drug. And it stays in the system. So internal medicine has its wonders. But my take is that we try to approach things from that holistic place first. And it is, the data showing me, and it's continuing to show as this comes out, that we absolutely can heal ourselves. And isn't that the biggest thing? Isn't that the... It's, it's a secret, but not really. It's this knowing now about handing over that torch, passing the torch to everyone we know to say you can absolutely heal yourself, change your consciousness, heal yourself. That's what yeah. broken opens all about. It's that
1: circle of trans that circle of transformation of healing from being so shattered and and in so much pain, mm-hmm. from betrayal yeah. to looking at myself and figuring out uh you know what do I need to face? What do I need to understand? Understanding my love story, which was my filters, mm-hmm. and then going to that place of forgiveness, which is the freedom. That's what the final healing is all about. And we have that ability as women to do this.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and now we're working oh go ahead Mel. I'm sorry. Please no, no, go ahead. I was going to say that um in now this work, this data, this research, I'm doing so much with the adults. And I do work with, with both men and, and women, of course, and we love we love all, it's so wonderful to see this journey as were, explore, we're explorers, we're all explorers. But a lot of the work I'm doing now is with the kiddos, with the children. And the children are, oh, they are just gems, such precious gems. I'm a mom of two, as you mentioned, so I have an 11-year-old daughter named Sophia and a nine-year-old son named Ashton. And my own children are really the reason why I do this work. They have Mm -hmm. been my greatest teachers. They have been just an unbelievable part of this whole course of life and journey of life. So the work I'm doing, now and really focused in and we actually have a a new beginning this evening called children's chakra development i play on words a lot at the center so we call it ccd but it's children's chakra development we're actually beginning this evening and it's a six-week series of teaching children how to work with energy in their body understand energy and there's so much change going on in our world that the kids are having a hard time keeping up. They are so sensitive and they are feeling this. I'm seeing a rise of sensitivity. So we're talking about self-healing for the adults, but also the kids. The kids, the illness amongst the children is increasing. And the labels that we're placing on a lot of our children is another word, it's that unprecedented labeling. And we're seeing it all over.
1: Well, you are a wealth of information, young lady. You're fabulous. I just love you. And I want the audience to know how to get a hold of you. If somebody wants a deeper conversation about your Laura healing practice, which is coming up soon, or any of the retreats that you offer, because mm-hmm. I, you have all kinds of things going. I knew about the chakra work for children. I had been on your site looking at that. So please tell the audience where they can find you.
2: Absolutely. So as you had mentioned, I'm in North Reading, Massachusetts, and, and that's where the center's located. We're at 280 Main Street in North Reading, about 10 minutes to uh, downtown Andover, and then we're also right near Boston. Otherwise, you can find us online, and that's www.themodernspiritualist.com. You do have to put the the in there, so themodernspiritualist.com, and you can always email me, modernspirit at comcast.net
1: fabulous. I am so looking forward to seeing you in person soon.
2: Likewise. I will have a big hug for you. I can't wait. Thank you awesome. so very much. Thank you, girl. Thank Wonderful. you.
0: Thanks for listening to Awakening Divine Wildness. Be sure to visit brokenopen-book.com to get a copy of Mal's new best-selling book, Broken Open, embracing heartbreak and betrayal as gateways to unconditional love. And for a limited time, you can get over 40 transformational gifts from Mao's launch partners. Claim all of this goodness at brokenopen-book.com.